0: Today's New Testament reading is from 1 Peter, the second chapter. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme, or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust." For this is a gracious thing when, mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if, when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example— You have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is the Word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's Word, we welcome Pastor Peter Ill.
1: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, We hear from St. Peter, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, about authority. Be subject to the Lord's sake, for every human institution. And he goes on to talk about the emperor, the governors sent by the emperor, and masters, bosses, employers, that we are called to serve with all respect. If you're anything like me, and if you're anything like any other sinful person submitting to authority and respecting those who God has called to serve over you can be really difficult. Many days it's really hard to live under the government. You might turn on the news and think, I don't want to be subject to that no good so-and-so. doesn't matter if that person, given by God to serve in that office and in that position, is an elected official of this nation, or of the nation that you live in, or another nation. It doesn't matter if that person is a governor, or your local mayor, if that person is your boss, your mom, or your dad, or somebody else that you are accountable to. Deep down, each and every sinful person wants to be their own boss. They want to call the shots, and they would like to be in charge. This is true no matter your station in life. This leads to the call that we hear so often from children. No, I want to do it my way. I want to do it by myself, like a big boy or a big girl. And sometimes parents might roll their eyes and grit their teeth when they hear that kind of a statement because they know it will take much longer than normal for that task to get carried out. But in the same way, we give the same cry to God. No, God, I don't need your help. I can do this by myself. God, I don't need this person that you have set in authority over me. I don't need a president or a congress or a legislator or a judge or a policeman or a boss or a supervisor. I don't need them. I am perfectly and completely capable of handling all these things by myself. So if you just leave me be people in charge and even you God, then I can do that task that you have given me. Thank you very much. I have it under control. And here we see that we covet authority. We covet this calling and this vocation to do things our own way and to be our own boss. But since the creation of the world, God has not called any person to be their own boss. In the Garden of Eden, when everything was very good, God called Adam and Eve to serve in his creation, to have dominion over the things that he had made. At the end of the day, it was pretty obvious that all of creation was God's, and Adam and Eve were put there in a position of authority. But the devil came, and he asked Eve, Did God really say? And when Eve saw that the fruit was appealing to the eye and good for food, she took some and she ate it, and she gave it to her husband who was with her, and he ate it as well. And there, humanity fell into sin because humanity rejected authority. Not only human authority, but God's authority. When the devil tempts you to flee from the authority of those that God has put over you, you are ultimately rejecting God's own authority. And you ultimately are trying to do things your own way. You fail at being subject to human institutions and authorities. You fail at hearing God's word and obeying it. You want to be in in charge and in control. And it simply does not work out the way that you had planned. Because your desire to be in control and to be in charge is tainted and corrupted by your sin. Oh. What to do now that you have fallen into sin? Peter calls us to look to Christ. Indeed, it is Christ who has suffered for us. Christ, the one who was before the beginning with the Father, the one through whom all things were created, the one who is the very word of God, who created all things. He has always been there, but he subjected himself to human authority. First, being born to a virgin in what the world would call strange circumstances, as his parents were engaged, but not married, before his birth. And as we go on through the life and the work of Jesus... He butted heads with the religious authorities, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, who objected to his performing miracles on the Sabbath. And ultimately, he was arrested by the chief priests, put on trial before the governor, Pontius Pilate, and he was sentenced to death. As the Son of God, who could command legions of angels to set him free, he didn't have to suffer that death. He could have had the angels come and free him from the soldiers. He could have had the angels remove him from the cross. But he did not do those things. When he was attacked, persecuted, mocked, or to use Peter's word from our reading today, when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. Your Lord Jesus Christ was subject to the governor who ruled by the emperor's authority. He was subject to the chief priests, even though they acted unjustly. Ultimately, Jesus was subject to your sin. For sinners like you and me, we want to do things our own way, and Jesus took on those sins as he suffered on the cross. He he bore our sins in his body on the tree to forgive your sin, so that you live in righteousness. Jesus made this great exchange where he traded your sin and your desire to do things your own way. And he, who's not under any authority except that of God the Father in heaven, gave up that authority to suffer and to die for you, so that you are set free from your sin and so that you are cleansed from all of your iniquity, from all of your transgressions, and from everything that you have done wrong. By his wounds, you, dear Christian, are healed, and he continues to bless you in every way, because he is Jesus Christ your Lord. He is the shepherd and the overseer of your soul, and he has set you free indeed. By the grace of Jesus Christ, go in peace. Your sins are forgiven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.